0: What I hear from all of this, too, and it's so unfortunate, is that the COVID anxiety steals the moment sometimes. You have to remember through this that people are gathering, knowing what's going on, hopefully understanding that you're doing the best that you can, but that they're there for your love and they're there to celebrate that.
1: Good morning. This is Epicenter NYC. We connect our communities to news, information, and each other. I'm Andrea pineda Salgado. After two years of postponed weddings, graduation parties, birthday celebrations, conferences, and so much more, we're now seeing a major uptick in events. In fact, this year alone, there could be as many as 2.5 million weddings across the country. And while many of us have started to get more comfortable with the idea of gatherings, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. Every day, there are thousands of new COVID-19 cases in New York City. The juxtaposition of a summer filled with opportunities to finally see loved ones and the seriousness of the ongoing pandemic is confusing. The excitement is often paired with intense feelings of anxiety over what could go wrong. Epicenters Mitra Kalida and Daniel Plaza recently hosted their own events, a graduation party and a wedding. Today, They talk about what helped them deal with the stress leading up to the big day and what they wish they had done differently.
2: Well, part of the reason I wanted to have this conversation with you is because before you got married, we wanted to have you Mm -hmm. and then fiance over. And so we just like figured like, okay, you'll come over and we'll toast you. And when your fiance told us we're not doing anything. And like, he's particularly nervous about it. Something happened to me where like one, I was confused. The second was this light bulb went off of, Oh, when an event's really important, you have to plan, not just for the event, but in real, like the logistics of that are even crazier. And so I share that with you because I just wanted you to know. Yeah. You going through your own wedding process, then set the stage for weeks later when I was in it, I had such sympathy for you in a very different way. So let's rewind. So you got married
0: on April 23rd.
2: When did you decide I got to treat the days or weeks before this any differently? And, and did Mm -hmm. you know that before?
0: So to answer your first question, I maybe really started thinking about it like two weeks before. I think I remember in particular because I had that mark because I had a friend invite me to a birthday party. And it was a bunch of people in a loft that he rented for the night. And I was at it was honestly at the time, too, where this the surge in New York, the more recent of the variant, the B2 variant was starting to slightly uptick. So I thought, I was like, well, the way I kind of evaluate these things, if I don't need to go, quote, need to go, then like I probably should consider not. And I mean, fortunately, or unfortunately, the way you look at it, there was actually an exposure at the celebration. So it was like, kind of, I think, reinforced this idea that I I actually need to be hyper aware of where I'm going and the places that I'm choosing to go. I still bummed me out that I couldn't go to these things, but then hearing that it was this exposure... I was like I think reinforced. So the, the next part of that question is like how did that change? Maybe a few days before it was like I think it was really not going anywhere that week before the wedding, that like solid week before and I was most concerned because I hadn't gone out at all, but I also had family coming in from Spain. You know, my family is is from is from northern Spain and they the first time in New York and we had a dinner planned on the Wednesday, um, before the wedding, the first day of the wedding was on Friday. And that was like, really conflicting for me, because I couldn't escape the thoughts that, well, they had been traveling throughout the city all day, they just came off a plane, they they went everywhere where I literally haven't been going anywhere. So to combine that with the love that I also had, and the excitement to see it was really complicated. So after that dinner, that night afterwards, I was like, okay, whatever happens, happens. I chose to go. And I would, it was great that I did. I'm glad that I did. But Those next 48 hours until the wedding was like, I said, I've never taken more rapid tests that I have in my life. I like called my friend who's an epidemiologist. And I was just like, I understand that I'm overthinking this, but I need to process it somehow. I need to talk to someone about it. I need to see if what my mind is telling me is even a reality. It was like, what are the chances I can get exposed? What are the and she 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 doesn't know this. she wasn't at the event. She's like, you know, I, and I have some of these answers myself, but I just need to I guess hear from an expert. Um
2: I feel like we're living parallel lives. Even though I did not get married, I've been happily married for 18 years now. We threw my eldest daughter's graduation party on May 21st. We had family also coming in from out of town. And I'll be honest, in planning the party, I did not plan for COVID. I I planned for COVID theoretically. So what do I mean by that? The party was outdoors. We had hand sanitizer on every table. We had rapid tests at the door. We encouraged people to take tests. So I planned for COVID theoretically, but I didn't plan for my own exposure or my family's exposure in the days leading up to the party. And so what happened was two things that really shook me into um, awareness. I had a business trip planned to uh, Montreal the weekend before, and I'd been kind of counting on events to just like be canceled if they felt like it was not safe. So during the Omicron variant in December and January, there were a lot of things I was supposed to do that just got canceled. And so I've sort of feel like until now, I feel like we have an awareness and yet I've also kind of counted on institutions to do a lot of the deciding for me. And so I kept looking to see whether this trip to Montreal would be canceled. It was not canceled. And when it came time to fill out Canada requires you to fill out uh, a certain like questionnaire in order to enter the country. And when I came to the line about, if I get COVID, I understand I will have to be quarantined for up to 14 days. And I did the math saying, this is a week before the party. If I get COVID, what will happen? And I just had kind of a panic attack. And similar to you, I called not an, I actually did call one epidemiologist, And I called um, an old friend who's the head of a hospital in Northern Virginia. And I just asked like 20 questions. And in the end, I decided to cancel that business trip. So then I did what exactly what you're describing, which is hunkering down. But I want to tell you the illogical part of that is that my kids are still going to school every day during this period. And so to your point, yes, we're hunkered down, but the people that we come into contact with have not necessarily been taking the same precautions or can't, right? It's a kind of privileged thing to hunker down in the first place. And then the other part that really resonates with me is my aunt and uncle came in from Texas and it was kind of an emotional visit because my uncle um, is 82 and my father is 83 or almost 83. And kind of both sides of the family. My father has said, I'm probably not going back to India. And my aunt's family was like, this is our last trip to the U S we're aging. We want to see our son's house in Texas. So it was a very emotional reunion. And also a part of the reason we did a big party for my daughter is exactly what you're describing. Like we love our family and want to create moments for that type of interaction the Tuesday before when they arrived, I was going to go see them on Wednesday. And my mom was like, they just got off a plane. If your dad and I get COVID, it's scary because of our age. But if we miss our granddaughter's graduation party, then it's really bad. And I don't want to, again, like Danny, you got married. That's like a much bigger deal than a graduation party. On the other hand, I'm sure you felt this in your wedding. Like you basically like create this moment so like your family and friends can get together.
0: Absolutely. And maybe I just want to respond to what you shared is like it's relative, right? To to what's big in your life, right? This is a huge moment for your daughter and for and for you and 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 your husband and and the rest of your family, right? There, you said it yourself. They came in from another country to to celebrate with you and share this moment. So I what I hear from all of this too, and it's so unfortunate, is that the COVID anxiety steals the moment sometimes. You have to remember through this that people are gathering, knowing what's going on, hopefully understanding that you're doing the best that you can. If they have individual concerns, hopefully they have a way to address that, but that they're there for your love and they're there to celebrate that.
2: I think it's also the um, absence of control. And so not to make this a generational thing, but you know, I never miss a chance to knock. That <laughs> yeah. us. I think the generation behind me, so yours is like particularly bad with ambiguity, right? And I think mm-hmm. COVID has been a really ambiguous time. So for all my generational knocks on you all, I also had to confront that I'm not so great with ambiguity sometimes. I was like, what is the answer?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The other
2: thing is, even if, as you prep, your own conditions, and you plot and you say, okay, the logistics of this are going to be certain. There's so much that's uncertain. So just as an example, my little daughter, my younger one, went on a Girl Scouts camping trip. She's in a trip here in Queens. They went upstate for a camping trip. And I figured safe outdoors, you know, they're in school every day, go. So Saturday night, I get a phone call from the troop leader saying, there's been two girls who, one she was in the car with yesterday, driving up to the camp and the other was in the cabin with her at night. Oh. tested positive for COVID. Oh. I, I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but I just like let out a string of like F-bombs because I was like, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, it's yeah. a business trip. Like
0: it's happening. It's happening. happening.
2: Yeah. That child similar to you and describing the rapid tests tested negative all week. Now she did end up getting the flu. So then I said to the doctor, we have this party on Saturday. And, you know, again, like it's uncertain, but I have to say like our community really rallied, like what pediatrician calls you like three times to make sure that your kid's okay. The party, like, here's what
0: you can Legendary. do.
2: It was yeah. amazing. And so I guess I sort of say that the other piece, of like the universe rallying despite the circumstances feels like something that you can count on. And so even when things are so bad and, you know, was it so bad she didn't have COVID or at least that's what the test said. And we, the party went off and it was fine. It was fine. But how about after the fact, did she party in a very different way?
0: Yeah. It's so funny because like, When you say after, I assume you're meaning like after the wedding, it was just literally like when I stepped foot on the grounds, the feelings changed immediately, which is very interesting because that was the moment I was trying to plan for. Right. And I guess there's a thought of me was like, well, there's literally nothing I can do at this one. Here I am. Right. So, so relieve myself, hopefully of these feelings. But once again, it's not like I was under control of the feelings in the first place, but um, yeah, afterwards I, was just pro- also glowing for the fact that I just got married, right? Like it was so out of mind, and I was like a a past thought, and that actually was really why I was wanting to talk to you about this because uh, you were then rallying for your your wedding, and I was like, oh man, that roller coaster of anxiety is gonna hit, right? It's like you're, I can see you like ramping up to hit the peak, and like it's really what kind of changed the way I saw like COVID related anxiety. Because on a day to day, even though we are exposed through our outreach and going to places, events, restaurants, not even just like directly going to help folks with testing and vaccinations, but I I don't think about it nearly as much. And I was like, why when I'm like in the same scenario, when it's tied to an event, is it so heightened? For obvious reasons, it's because of importance. But like you said, it made me recognize that, well, I didn't expect to feel this concerned. So now what happens when the next major event in my life comes, is this roller coaster going to gear back up? So it had me really considering, I was like, well, how do we kind of talk about all of this or or share like what helps because COVID anxiety is like a symptom now of pandemic, right? Like this heightened awareness of how we're, where are going or how we're getting sick or if we're getting sick or who's getting sick, right? How to plan for things, and i didn't recognize that i would feel this way once again until weeks before so if i could share anything with folks now that might be listening is like be aware that you despite maybe feeling a certain way now that these feelings might come so you know i can share what helped me but i and i also love to hear what helped you um like for me once again i think you just said it yourself it was like grounding yourself in support understanding that like there are people there that you can reach out to in times to help you process your feelings and um and also just from that, there's a certain element of just telling yourself like, you know, so be it, like whatever comes is going to come and addressing it at the time, if it happens, is going to need to happen regardless.
2: Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. My doctor friend had a good suggestion because um, yeah, obviously the graduation party was the kickoff for us of a season of graduation parties, plural, for my daughter and all of her friends, the prom, the graduation ceremony itself. And then I have my young, my younger one is graduating from elementary school, which is not a big deal, but like field day and the ceremonies they do are very important to her.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what
2: he said was to make a list of dates and kind of just the five to seven days before that to just not hunker down as much as I did for this bigger event, but to just be making the choices of like, what can I maybe skip or what feels really important? And it really did come down to priorities. And when he put it that way, that felt like you could make a plan even knowing that it might be broken, but that you could at least make that list of dates and priorities and that we've done. The second thing that I learned is that priorities vary. So my my important event might be somebody else's kind of hellscape because they have their own important event a week later. And so Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. did have COVID anxiety related cancellations for our party from some folks that were like, we have family coming in a week later, we just can't risk it you know, we're being really cautious right now. I mean, I just heard so many things and I probably was more, I mean, I'm, I hope I'm a pretty gracious person, but I was definitely like no need to even explain. I completely yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do the thing. that's like a very Indian immigrant thing of, no, you have to come. You have to come. You have to come. I just let mm-hmm, it be. Mm-hmm. So that's like a different positioning for me. And then you mentioned testing. I think just the ubiquity of testing and making, and you know, we do this at Epicenter where we give out tests, and we have yet to say no to anybody who's asked for a test, even when it felt like tests were being rationed in December. Like, yeah, I, yeah, you know, like on my doorstep. And I do think giving from a place of abundance around testing is really, really important to alleviate some of this anxiety, even though. I don't know if you felt this way. Sometimes I was like, I don't want to test because I don't want to know. But then you're like, <laughs> I don't want to know. So
0: yeah, I, yeah.
2: I like having a lot of tests on hand and just showing that to people is like another sign of faith.
0: You know, what I heard from, from what you just shared was making a plan to the best of your abilities, right? Understanding what is um, surrounding these dates, being prepared to the best of your ability once again with, like you said, tests or, or, um, supports of other kinds, and then an element of it's going to go the way it goes and really doing your best to sit with those hard feelings. Cause they are, they are really difficult sometimes, but if it helps to hear from my experience, like you, you can survive them, right. You can survive them as long as you maybe have these supports and, uh, um, the people around you to help you get through.
2: And the other side, I got to say, is pretty glorious because the the Monday after the event, (laughs) I -hmm. chaperoned the school field trip. I had lunch indoors with a colleague in Midtown. I've been going to museums again. It's been kind of amazing. So I have to say that there is that with caution. I was going to ask if I I don't know if you had any cases that emerged after your event. Um, What do you think the obligation is to Tell people about it because it's something we're still grappling with.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So we did not, um, and if anybody did, they didn't share it with us. Which is something else that I thought about, like you know, if if and how they would have said it, and if I should have said that beforehand, right? Like sometimes people why not share because they don't know to share it, and if I maybe should have made a statement of, hey, by the way, if you do get COVID, please let us know for the fact that we need to let others know and then a way of making it anonymous. So it's not you know a targeted thing, but to answer your question, yeah, like I think it's important to, as part of the responsibility of hosting the event, it comes with its own set of difficult feelings as well, right? Because you don't want to be the bearer of bad news and especially the thoughts that you might think that you facilitated this in some way, but my expectation would be in that sense, I would be gracious and offer whatever help I could, but- how do you feel how did you feel
2: i guess i'm asking because i wish we had thought about it before so yeah. i guess anyone listening who's planning a big event it might be good to have a protocol or where you say we're going to let you all know and just make that the rule whereas we really didn't think about it we had two cases we can't be sure that they're from our event because they yeah. were people who were going to work or had been at other things so i like your idea of figure out the protocol ahead of time and um and let people know. We did give people tests to take home. Yeah. And I think that yeah. also sort of sent a signal like, but again, you can't I, I should I'm gonna take that back because I probably shouldn't assume anything. Um, and I don't want to be guilty of murky communication around COVID, because I think that's yeah. precisely yeah. the problem, right? So any other thoughts, Danny?
0: I think just takeaways from this conversation once again is is plan to the best of your abilities, including supports. That you can rely on. And then that we also are here to help with that support as well. Epicenter mm-hmm. being able to provide tests and maybe insight, or honestly, if you want to just call, it would be like, I'm feeling the similar way that y'all felt. Like, yeah, I need to hear it from you. Because sometimes just hearing it from someone directly is the best thing.
1: While so much of the outcome of an event is out of your control, there are some things you can do to make sure it's as safe and successful as possible. Like Mitra and Daniel suggested. Figure out a COVID protocol, make sure you're fully vaccinated, have tests on hand, and reach out for emotional help if things get too stressful. It may not seem like it, but so many of us are feeling the same way right now. So whether you need help getting a vaccine, tests, or want someone to talk to, we're here. Drop us a line at hello at epicenternyc.com. For more ways to get involved with your community, visit us at epicenter-nyc.com. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting us as we do our best to support our community. We couldn't do it without you. And if you're not already a member, sign up today by using the link in our show notes. Our intro music is All the Pretty Horses by Karavika. You can find more of their music on their website linked to in our podcast description.